Hi, this is Parak Samuel. Welcome to this week's Living and Working Abroad podcast. And this week we're going to dive down and look in more detail at what it means to be uh, relocating abroad to get healthcare. Now, within the EU, uh, there is a common agreement and a common uh, transfer of social insurance benefits and social welfare benefits, including healthcare, that's agreed among the 28 uh, member states. Now, from next March, Brexit date, we know that there's only going to be 27 EU countries. Article 50 is triggered and that cannot un- be undone. So the EU, the UK now has to leave the EU before uh, it can uh, be negotiated to come back in. And uh, and so what we need to, what we want to look at is the practicalities of what expats can do in the next nine months and beyond. Now, the big uncertainty that's come up in the last couple of months is will there be a withdrawal treaty or won't there? Now, there's a lot of hot air about this by vested interests. And it's important to remember that if there is a withdrawal treaty, there will be a transition period that will run from March 19 to December 20. Uh, and therefore, uh, UK won't be fully out of Brexit until January 21. But if there is no withdrawal treaty agreed, then the UK will still leave the EU in March 2019. But without a withdrawal treaty, there'll be no transition period. So um, the UK will be fully outside the EU from that date. Will there be winners and losers in this situation? Yes. It doesn't matter whether the UK makes a withdrawal treaty or doesn't, there's still going to be changes. And so let's have a look at how the rules affect. Countries like Cyprus and the UK are already quietly cooperating and uh, EU expats can register as permanent uh, residents um, in in Cyprus so that a UK resident can travel freely between the UK and Cyprus for for 10 years. Um, This is is one way of, of retaining uh, a right to live and, and work in that foreign country. Now, these these rules will change, uh, but as we've heard this week, uh, the UK still takes a, a lot of migrant workers from outside the EU each year. But these migrant workers come in, they have to have a sponsor, they have to have a job, they have to have an income level. So the, the, the type of work they're doing has to be one that's uh, desired by the UK, such as uh, highly qualified IT engineers, for example, um, but also uh, with healthcare shortages in, for nursing skills. Um, these are skill shortages in the UK, and they employ and attract people not just from the EU, but also from outside the EU. So how does that work for them? Under the EU, there's a common treatment of social welfare policy, including healthcare, so that a retired expat can uh, live and work in any EU country and transfer their healthcare benefits and their pension benefits from their home country to their, to their EU country of residence. Uh, if they have some uh, disability or early retirement option, if this is granted to them by their home country, then they uh, they can 
in addition, they can still transfer their healthcare to their new country of residence within the EU under the terms of the EU Common Social uh, Welfare uh, Agreement. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean all social welfare benefits, uh, tax credits, child, child benefits and uh, income supports and some incapacity benefits are dependent upon you living in your home state. So if you were injured at work and became uh, uh, receiving income uh, benefit in the UK, uh, to relocate abroad could disqualify you from that benefit even if in that country there may be a similar income benefit, you would have had to be living and working and paying social benefits in that EU country or in that third world country to be able to qualify for those healthcare benefits. So um, some benefits qualify to be transferred and some bene benefits, war pensions, uh, invalidity pensions, do qualify to allow people to have their health care transferred even though they're not state retirement age. A third group of people that can move could be a contractor moving for a year to go and work in Holland or Germany or Cyprus or, or Sweden uh, from the UK. Now those people working on a one specific self-employed contract, they, they can transfer temporarily their state healthcare benefit to their other country. As long as they're paid up to date with their national insurance, social insurance contributions in their home country, they can transfer uh, state benefits up to 18 months in their new country. Uh, they would have to carry on some social uh, insurance contributions. And, and that would again depend upon their contract, whether they're paying home social insurance or in the country they're working in. And these are areas that have changed recently with a, a new ruling within the EU. And that will be the topic of a, a later uh, uh, podcast with us, with ProAct, living and working abroad. So watch out on our website for news of those uh, further podcasts at proactpartnership.com. What about working people? Well, working people within the EU is pretty much exactly the same as non-EU non citizens. But EU citizens have got the right to live and work abroad. So EU citizens at the moment can freely move to the UK and live and work. Uh, UK uh, citizens can freely move within the EU and take up residence and start living and working. Uh, and, and if they then contribute uh, social insurance in that local country, they can then get uh, benefits for medical cover, uh, uh, unemployment benefits, sickness benefits, and any other uh, uh, disabilities that are available in that country. Each country is different in the contribution rate and the benefit rate, the qualification period. So you could find yourself moving to a country and you have to contribute for one, two, three, four, five years before you start getting any benefits. So working expats need to bear that in mind when they're relocating abroad. Uh, but this will be pretty much the situation after, after Brexit. So uh, an EU citizen moving to the UK will be treated as a third world country. They can still take a job. They can still get um, become ordinarily resident in the UK, then qualify for UK NHS 
uh, and pay UK social insurance, national insurance contributions and qualify for benefits over a period of time. Um, there are uh, extra costs for employers to employ those type of people when they're non-EU and those might come in for, for um, EU workers depending upon whether there's a withdrawal treaty that would be in April 2019 or in 2021 depending upon any future trade and reciprocal agreements between the UK and the EU or individual member states. Uh, for UK citizens wanting to live and work within the EU um, if they wanted to work in Cyprus then the, the answer is very simple. You have to go and, and create a business in Cyprus, take up a residence in Cyprus, or show that you've got sufficient income in Cyprus to be able to support yourself to then be able to take up residency on a short or long-term basis. Now, using the, an EU citizenship, a UK citizen in Cyprus can do that now, get 10 years of residency on the low level of qualification um, that, 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 that there is for EU citizens. Uh, after Brexit, then higher income standards and, and uh, you have to have a job in place or create that company uh, to do that. So the, the, the barrier to entry is that you have to have more capital, you have to have a sponsor, a job in place, and you have to pay the contributions before you start taking the benefits out. So there are changes ahead there will be some winners, there will be some losers, but there will still be healthcare, state healthcare and, and social welfare benefits for people that, for family and business that are living and working abroad before Brexit and after Brexit. The big thing to watch in the next nine months is would there be a withdrawal treaty or not? We may not know this right up to the last minute. If there is a withdrawal treaty, then EU rights in the UK and in the EU for UK and EU expats will continue through a transition period to the end of 2020. If not, then um, the, the UK is out of the EU from April 2019. So Proact uh, Partnership Expatriate Advice, we are advising family and business living and working abroad in the EU to how to maximise their residency status, their healthcare, their tax position, secure their business and their homes and the holiday homes um, before Brexit to maximise the benefits of EU citizen for UK expats and for EU, EU expats who want to live and work in the UK. Contact us at our website um, and uh, follow us on our blog and our Facebook page, Living and Working Abroad make comments and we'll get back to you and, and we'll have some dialogue to help uh, you get some more. If you want to look at our guide, we've got a, a guide to um, how EU Brexit will affect expats, property, business and pensions. Uh, go to our website, proactpartnership.com and you can download a copy. This is Proact Sam Orgill from Living and Working Abroad at proactpartnership.com. Look forward to hearing from you next time. See you soon.